read of the latest LGBT plus trends TV and the ever-expanding world of drag. Hello there, I'm the Velvet Snatch and welcome to the final episode of season three of Girl. Joining me as usual, I suppose, is our delightful thotter stew. Hey bitches. Is that better? <laughs> yep. And our gym bunny, who's just got back from his delightful holiday, it's Glenn Kevin. Hello, hello, hello. I, I like that you don't actually have, a, like, a nickname or anything. You're just your name. <laughs> like, it's, like, Thotter Stew and, like, Zaddy Michael. And then it's, like, I'm Glenn Kevin. <laughs> what can we call you? I don't know. Maybe season uh, four's the time for a nickname. Yeah, we'll get it. Well, yeah. if you're li- a listener, um, if you're listening to this, uh, what would you call Glenn following his delightful performance throughout the podcast so far? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> nickname. Sure. Hashtag nickname for Glenn. There we go. And as usual, we have a delightful guest, but how to describe her exactly? I can't think of any other way, but punk as fuck, member of the prestigious House of Method, the greatest comeback queen since Shangela popped out of that box. Yes, from season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's Dire Betty. I love that you use the word prestigious House of Method. <laughs> Yeah, so much more regal than we actually are. So much better spoken. <laughs> well, I think I, I use it in the context of like, when you say something's prestigious, it's the idea of you would want to be in that. You would want to be part of that. And the huh. fact that I only know three adjectives really says something. <laughs> where It's like the delightful, the wonderful, the amazing. And I'm like, that's it. Okay, that's all now I know. You sound like you sound like drag queens introducing the next drag performer at every show. They always say like the same three or four things. Like the tall statuette. <laughs> or the beautiful bitch herself. Like, it's like the three things that they repeat every time. <laughs> so we've wow. gone massively off track really, really quickly there. So the, what I was going to ask is, how are you doing, diabetes? Oh my gosh. I'm so, so fabulous right now. I'm actually packing. I've been packing the past couple of days. I'm about to leave for Australia, Ooh, um, which amazing. I think like out of everywhere in the world, ever since I was little, I've always wanted to go to Australia. Koalas have been my favorite animal since I was like, <laughs> as long as I can remember. And I actually have a tattoo of one on my leg. So you better believe I'm going to go to like those uh, koala, um, like, like I, they're not zoos, zoos, but like conservation. Yeah. yeah, and, and, yeah. and hold one and get a picture with one. But that's what I've been up to. Just a lot of traveling, which I'm very thankful for. I, I was like Australia because I had a friend um, move there recently. And all I've been doing is going like, have you seen this yet? Have you seen this yet? How, how, what's the biggest spider you've seen? Like how many koalas have you picked up and thrown? Kind of, And they're like, none. Like I, you don't just bump into a koala in a city. <laughs> okay, see, and someone told me, someone told me one time that they were like squ- how squirrels are in the, U- in the really? US. I don't know. Are squirrels like really common in the UK too? Yeah, I literally yeah. just saw mm. some in like the park next to me today and i was like oh fuck them. but it's because all the uh, acorns are falling from trees and stuff so they're just it's like, because oh, of your nuts my nuts bring all the no. squirrels to the yard i think that's it hold on i've just got to update my grinder tag i do remember <laughs> when i was in the uk last i went to like near um uh, buckingham palace and there's like a really beautiful park where you can go 
up and like feed birds and feed the squirrels and stuff. Mm. Um, but it terrified me. Like I was like, now that they're getting that close to me, I want nothing to do with them. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, yeah, I hope I I hope that koalas are as common as squirrels. Like if I just see one like walking across the street or something, I will run out in front of a car if it tries to hit it. I will. <laughs> well, what is um what's Missouri like in terms of like? Because I a friend of mine who moved to America mm. got a lot of friends moving around. Says a lot about Britain at the moment, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> fuck the Tories um no but like he went uh, in America and there were like lizards everywhere and I've never seen like a lizard in the wild where did, where just, did he like, move to uh oh it's it's one of those places like a you know down the bottom like near Texas kind of thing like oh for sure they got some wild creatures over there Florida Florida is terrifying <laughs> they're animals in Florida like there's just alligators walking around <laughs> And you know what? For some reason, Florida is where I've been booked out like pretty consistently. So I'm like, well, it's very fitting, I guess. But <laughs> this is you can make Ooh. the Florida man headlines. <laughs> I guess. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good old Florida. I do. You know, my mom, my mom. So yes, I'm from Missouri. Okay. Um, and for anyone that's ever been to Missouri or like is familiar with the area i guess it's a lot of nothingness like a lot of land a lot of uh, agriculture i guess if that's kind of your thing but i want to be as far away from like cow shit as possible you know (laughs) um oh my gosh i completely lost what i was going to say about missouri it's it, it's it's a good Sounds place like to grow up, i will say yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like there's not a lot to say about it but you know i am happy that that's where i am from and where i uh, was kind of raised because i feel like where i'm at currently in my life and where i'm living um, is the complete opposite and now i've kind of been able to live in the two very different environments mm. and realize why i'm so happy that they got out of missouri god missouri's gonna hate me after this but (laughs) do you think that kind of upbringing though is has inspired your creativity like you know like it's a reaction to that kind of lack of stimulus yeah and you know what's what's so weird is all the things that i used to despise as a kid like i remember um being young and my just being at home and my dad would ask me to go out into his garage and he would he loved cars loved motorcycles all that stuff um and he would constantly ask me to come like help him fix these things or like you know work on it and like that's the last thing a little queer kid like me wanted to do but like as I'm getting older when I see stuff like that or I see like you know some man on the side of the road changing a flat tire I'm kind of like I could go help him I could help him change a flat tire and I'm glad that I have these skills even though they're skills that as a kid I like I was like I'm never gonna use this in my life you know so in a way it inspired me um it also inspired me to like push past that and see what else is out there yeah. you know do you think that's like where you know people are like oh i'm so annoyed that my mom made me do violin lessons and stuff and it's like yeah you can play the fucking violin like you know it's like you can't just do that at like 20 years old it's like you need to be out the womb given a violin and then you know, you know okay i don't know about y'all but for me something that i wish i would have learned as a younger kid was i wish i would have taken um foreign languages sooner like uh yeah. like spanish or asl i've always wanted to learn how to communicate fluently in sign language i think that's really cool so i don't know if there's like online programs where you can teach yourself to do that but yeah i'm like really super interested in that so i'd love to kind of figure that out i think it's such a useful skill to have you know hold on Stu. do we have any sponsorship from skillshare that we can do at this moment can we go into that, uh, that youtube we can, we can try and we can try more sponsors. skillshare <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, because the only sign language I know is the middle finger, and I don't even think <laughs> oh, it's appropriate. That's so. universal, though. Okay. See, I learned Makaton when I was like 17, 18, when I was like in college and stuff. Is that like a and clothing that's... brand? No, it's. <laughs> So Makaton's like British Sign Language, but made more simple. And you're meant to talk as you do it. And it's meant to develop speech for children. Oh, wow. That's cute. Yeah. So but you, then, you took yeah. classes like that? Yeah, yeah. Because I was originally, I was a teacher like a while ago. And then... Sickening. Yeah, so I did like the classes. And then um, on top of that, we had in, when I was in London, we had Sign Along, which was like Makaton again, but a different variant. And then it's that, like, that a, sing-along, like, like a sing-along video, but with... With no, it's just like signing along as you talk. And again, it's like Makaton where it's meant to develop speech. But it's just... The only thing I can remember is ice cream. And it's because it's really annoying. You have to like stick your tongue out and see an ice cream as you're doing it. And like pretend you're holding ice cream cone. As you're saying like, ice How cream. can you see ice cream when you're like tongues halfway down your chin? <laughs> no, all, all, these, all these kids mouthing the words ice cream, but with their tongue yeah, in the like, <laughs> So you're okay. Have an ice cream, please. <laughs> ice cream. Is this getting offensive? No, um, I like how abusable some language is because remember that northern pride performance i did and then afterwards they on the it was like done over the internet because it was during covid and then they mm. superimposed a sign language person at the side and i was like i would have used way worse words if i'd known that there was going to be a sign language person at the side <laughs> do you remember there was a lady during the pandemic and she was signing something and it came out that she was just making things up and she had like no idea anything about sign language and she like did a full like show or something i don't it was like a zoom or something i can't remember but i would just remember seeing that and being like how offensive but also fake it till you make it yeah i guess yeah. that is top level trolling that is like oh yeah shelf trolling. fully fully yeah twitter trolls have nothing on them you know <laughs> so how has life been recently dire oh okay well i i never sleep i that's something i've had to learn <laughs> I don't sleep a lot, um, but literally no complaints. I've gotten to... One thing I was really excited about post-Drag Race, before it even aired or the cast announcement, was getting to to meet people and meet them in person again because of the pandemic. And I know that sounds super, like, cliche or, like, you've heard it a million times, but um, the pandemic started during my sister Crystal Method's season. And so she got a lot of, obviously, notoriety from the show, but because we're, like, a drag house or a drag family, it kind of put a little bit of a spotlight on me and my other sisters. And I started to, I, like, opened a cameo video thing, like, then, like, before Drag Race. So I was, like, I was already meeting people around the world, like, on, you know, online and on platforms and stuff. And they would watch digital drag performances of our drag house. And so... Thankfully, most of the pandemic things were kind of like the restrictions were being lifted and stuff. So I got the 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 awesome part of being able to travel while my season was airing and get to meet all these people. But um, it's been fabulous. You know, it, 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 it's a completely different world than seeing people's reactions online and then actually seeing people in real life and getting to perform and maybe alter their opinion of me or heighten it or completely change it, you know, so... Have you been able to put Crystal in, like, a suitcase or something and be like, come on, it's your time to travel now? Uh, there has been times where I'm like, God, if I could just have a body double right now. <laughs> but Crystal, Crystal, unfortunately, is much, much larger than me and has a really, really annoying voice. And people would know it was her. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, that's my, that's my little twin. I don't want to say twin, but we're very, very close and I, I adore her. Hmm. If I could travel with somebody, if I could travel with Crystal all the time, that'd be sickening. We're just, like, on 
such other schedules, you know, like mine is really busy and hers is not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, so, uh, what is the biggest change since you've been on Drag Race then? Just one. Just one? Oh, just no. One. Okay, well, if I'm just going to say one, um, I would say being able to have the resources to actually make my crazy ideas or like the things I want to happen in my head happen. You know, because being from Missouri, I had literally no resources. I didn't have contacts to designers. I didn't know people like in the industry, you know, like completely 180 when it comes to if I want a garment made, you know, I don't have to contact like literally one of my one of um, the people I went to the most before Drag Race to make outfits for me was a, a person in high school that was doing like sewing in their high school and they were really really talented with it you know and that was my me crystal like we used them a lot for for garments and if i'm able to still do that or if they're willing to still work with me i would love to do that but it's nice being able to you know have more than just one person i can reach out to if i'm in dire need of something mm. but yeah I, i that that's like the the number one thing I have a couple other changes since Drag Race, but, you know, I could Resource. talk forever and ever about this. <laughs> resources and money, though. That's what we're yeah, there money, for. money, resources. Um, I go to therapy now. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've averted mental health crisis multiple times because of therapy, so. <laughs> That's in the contract, right? Everyone gets oh free my therapy. Gosh. Oh, my it, goodness. Isn't, it, <clears throat> isn't there actually a therapist on set? So, um, there is somebody you you are able to talk to if if you are willing to um but it's not a required thing and while you, while i was there i was kind of just in the mindset of like i'm here doing a job yeah. um and so you know i'm here to do my job and kind of like avoid any emotion and i know that sounds really weird because i obviously was very um vocal about how i was feeling <laughs> but you know like i was trying not to let like things bother me too much to where i would have to go talk to someone and then i realized that was the complete wrong thing for me to do like i needed someone there you know i needed someone to to have a conversation with and tell me that you know it's going to be okay it's you know just a short period of your life but it's good that they do have somebody for the queens yeah. to talk to because you are locked up honey when i tell you they got they got you locked up in this hotel room they take away everything take away your phone i mean i'm sure you've heard stories but me and all the other queens on cast shared a laptop that Lady Camden brought like a little DVD laptop and we all watched sexual videos to pass the time <laughs> and rotated the laptop around. So by the end of filming, girl, that laptop, crusty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you couldn't press down on those buttons anymore, honey. It was stuck. <laughs> it was stuck. But yeah. The thing that well. got me the most was the mask was the mask and tape rumor, like about them putting that on the door so they can see if you've opened your door at night. And I was like, <gasps> bedtime okay i see i think they might have done that they might have done the tape thing on the door maybe like the first week but past that like you know we were tired we weren't gonna sneak out of our room and try to go talk to anybody at least i wasn't i was like get these bitches <laughs> away from me you know gotta wear you but, down first to the point where you don't want to leave the room fully fully mm-hmm. yeah just trapped in my hotel room sitting in the bathtub <laughs> that's crazy though like i'd i'd like to know what season they started actually getting a therapist on the set like if it was from the start or if they kind of had one particular person over like you know what we we probably need someone for this but yeah i always I remember know. big oh, brother always had one like I, I, very I, I early on big brother so... therapists though they look like nick from uh the simpsons <laughs> you know like dr nick <laughs> 
<laughs> not Professor Nick. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I, I like the idea that you haven't actually described them as a therapist, Dyer. So it could it, was it just a bartender or something? Was it just like Oh my no, that's terrible. I have I hope they're never gonna listen to this then. No, they I, I think. Like I think they were like legally a doctor. Or they had their PhD in psychology. Did they have a they did not have a stethoscope. Uh, who who knows? No, no, who knows? No. But they did always have cookies or some sort of like chocolate-filled croissants on the table during the therapy sessions if you went. So when I did go to those therapy sessions, what initially got me was the fact that there was going to be sweets there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if I didn't need to talk, I'd probably still go. I'd be like, oh, sorry, I really need to go and talk to someone. I'm just like, yeah, I'm having so many problems. Om nom nom. Yes. Om nom nom. Yes. I was, uh, yeah. I the, the whole therapy session. Okay, so do you guys watch Binge Queens on um, Wild Prisons Plus? After. Yes and no. There's an episode where they have like snacks on the table in front of us, and the entire 20 minutes of Binge Queens, I'm just eating the snacks, and someone on. <laughs> on YouTube was like, someone needs to get diabetic a Uber Eats gift card because this bitch can't stop eating the snacks, <laughs> like the shitty snacks on the table. But if there's snacks, baby, I'm there. You know it. I'm showing up. Oh, no, I, I, I can't have biscuits in my house because if they exist, I will eat them. And you're like, oh, I've eaten like oh. three packs of biscuits in a day. That's that's not good. <laughs> I know, I know. My, my most recent sweet obsession. Uh, do you guys, have you ever heard of a Sonic drive-in? Mm-hmm. No. Of course. No. Okay. So think of it as kind of like a Five Guys. You know what a Five Guys is. Okay. That's one of the videos yeah, on these... that laptop, isn't it? <laughs> no. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. I was trying to think of something funny to say, but you know, I'm not a comedy queen. So that was a good one, though. Um, but it's like a Five Guys, and they have like the best milkshakes. And they do this thing where they mix like a Slurpee, and this sounds disgusting, but it's called an ice cream slush. Okay. So it's like a slushy mixed with vanilla ice cream and like obviously you choose your flavor of slushy mm. and it sounds really terrible but when it's mixed together it is the best thing it's like a milkshake but more like a slurpee um so that's been my most recent like sweets obsession i do yeah, it all the time. yeah yeah, yeah like and horrified i, I yeah, think i would try it <clears throat> you know how in try the past it. they had yes. like what was it ice cream floats and stuff like someone mentioned one mm. the other day where it's basically like you know a soft drink and then you put ice cream on it and i keep going that must be horrible but i know for a fact once i have one i'm gonna be like oh wow That's okay so <laughs> those damn americans yeah literally how were we talking about missouri earlier and i said there was nothing there they do have sonic drive-ins so if you ever do make your way over to missouri <laughs> make sure you go to a sonic drive-in it's Great. a staple so apart from discovering America's sonic drive throughs you've travelled yes. a lot with your uh, talent and skills showing off. Yeah. Where's your Where's your favourite place to go as a result of all this travelling? Okay, can I tell you, and I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to y'all, but the UK, I had the best time at the UK. And I think it's because I've always wanted to just see what life was like outside of the United States, you know? And... You guys have amazing shopping, first of all. <laughs> amazing shopping. But everyone in the UK was so nice. Everyone was super, super chill, laid back. The weather when I was there was really nice. It was a little cloudy, but I like a gloom, you know? Like, I kind of like a gloomy <laughs> weather. Now, the food, on the other hand, y'all need some spice for spicing up your life with the Spice Girls. Y'all don't got spices on your food. Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> nah, it's a blandest stuff ever. <laughs> Not all, but, you know, I still ate it. But, um, yeah, the UK has been, like 
probably my favorite place thus far until next week when I'm in Australia. What, what if we put koalas in the UK? Would that Ooh, spices that's, that's and tempting. koalas? Yeah, that's tempting. Yeah, I'm gonna need some spices at this point. I think I'm gonna need spices <laughs> over the koalas. Okay, come on, come on, we'll, we'll spice the koalas. How does that sound? Live, laugh, love. Although they are endangered, uh, they're endangered. So don't spice them too hard because you don't want them then. <laughs> So since you did so well in musical challenges in the show, like, can we expect some more music in the future? Um, no. <laughs> I am a firm believer. I will say like 85% of the drag queen music that I've heard, mm. I don't like. I personally, it's not my flavor, you know? And kudos to the girls. Like, I think, you know, Alaska has some sickening music. Adore Delano. I love her music. Mm. I think it's just a little... It would sound terrible for me, if I'm being honest. It would yeah. sound like a high school musical theater kid that thinks they're pretty decent at singing, and then you hear them and you're like cringing the whole time. It would be very <laughs> that. But if I came out with any sort of music, me and Crystal have talked about this a few times. It would probably just be like a collection of sounds. Mm. Um, so like lots of squealing or like Crystal chuckling and laughing with me, like, you know, screaming in the background at her or something like more of like an ambient music, but ambient yeah. for like a haunted house or something. That would, that would actually be amazing could, if you made like, yeah. samples, put them into like a drum machine or something and then sort of just like, uh -huh. triggered them. That could be really, I like the idea of that, like a non-vocal sort of drag release. Which, it could be that cool. would be the most method or, thing. <laughs> or like taking a quote or something. You know, like if someone took my no offense line and then somehow mastered it to like make it a beat, yeah. kind of like like early 2000s, like weird glitchy <laughs> techno hyper pop kind of vibe. I don't know. See, this is why I'm not doing music because I, I would never be able to actually narrow down what I would want and for it to be good. <laughs> I think that's good though, because like obviously a lot of queens, you can tell that they haven't been involved in the process that much. They just kind of went, oh, I've been on Drag Race, write me a song kind of thing, you know, but they're like, no, no, I was totally yeah. involved in the whole thing. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I listen, honey, I am all for living in your fantasy. If you think you are a <laughs> America's next drag pop star like you are in your own brain and go for it but for me personally I just know it would be a garbage it'd be terrible <laughs> so how did you become such a stunning member of the iconic house of method I know I am the most gorgeous one it is crazy <laughs> So it's kind of a long story and like, I'll kind of give you just the, the simplified version of it. But I moved to Springfield, um, which is like the southern tip of Missouri when I started college. And it was about like two and a half hours from where I grew up and like went to school. And so where I grew up and went to school was like a rural community. It was uh, literally a bunch of like farmers and stuff. Um, so when I went to college, it was my first time ever experiencing other gay people or out open queer people. So um, I had heard about this event that a friend had told me that they had went to the month before and it was called Get Dusted. And I didn't know what it was at the time. So I just went and it was like the New York club scene in the 90s. Lots of avant-garde drag, lots of, you know, there were no rules to be applied. And that's why I loved it so much. And so I remember being like, okay, I did theater growing up, theater for what it was in my hometown. <laughs> um, but I did miss performing because what I went to school for had no sort of personal like performance aspect. So it's like, maybe I'll give this a shot and just see if I enjoy it. Because it's like, 
it's like a musical theater. It's like doing a musical, but you get to choose your character, choose the song, you know, all that shit. That's a really good analogy. Yeah, and musical theater was kind of where I realized my queerness growing up, but also I felt protected in a way. It was kind of like a little tribe. It was. It was a tribe. And so... I was looking for that same tribe because I had completely moved away from what I was used to. So I went to a Get Dusted. <laughs> Sorry. I saw Crystal and it was like maybe the only like the third or fourth show that, that she had done for Get Dusted. And there was a rule. If you wanted to be a part of the next show, the next month, you had to show up in drag to a show and talk to people and kind of just like become part of the, 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 you know, the environment. And I wasn't in drag that first time. So I had to go the next month and I had to dress up that month. And I looked terrible. It was all bought on Amazon. Um, and you know, whatever. It's what I, what I had at the time. And I asked her after the show, if I could be a part of it the following month. And she said, yes, I'll reach out to you on Instagram. Silence. Literally <laughs> silencio. I hadn't heard anything. And so I'm like, I'm just going to shoot her a message. And like, I don't get intimidated by a lot of people. Like, I, I, I truly, if, if I feel intimidated, I kind of just stay to myself. But she was the first person that I ever felt so intimidated and nervous to talk to. Because I thought she was doing something so different and cool in Missouri. Because we're not used to it, you know? So... I annoyed the shit out of her until she put me on the roster of Queens performing. And the theme that night was Disney night. That was the first production, <laughs> the first drag night I had ever done. It was Disney themed. And I did the night as Sharpay Evans from High School Musical. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I had like a terrible mix with like sound bites from the movie, but also like Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne and some music from the movie. So... You know, looking back at it now, it's like a whole fucking mess. But that's how I got started. And that's actually how I met Crystal. And then I just bugged the shit out of her every month and told her I wanted to do the show until I just became like a permanent part of her her family. I, that's good advice. So basically, bug the shit out of a local queen. That and like, I think, because obviously there's so many drag performers, so many drag artists. And I think that's so awesome. And I get asked that a lot. Like, what would your advice be to people trying to start in the drag scene? And to quote Kim Kardashian, I always say, you need to get off your ass and work. But in a way, it's like, yes, go out in drag, introduce yourself to people. That's the only way people are going to know who you are. Go out there, pull a look, make people wonder who you are. And um, things will just kind of naturally fall into place. Like, based off of that if you're too scared or nervous to do that kind of thing like to me that's just like that's a huge part of being a drag queen is being able to communicate with people so so speaking speaking of drag and sort of other performers and uh-huh. people who are just starting out if you could highlight you know a couple of your favorite drag artists that maybe i haven't had the opportunity to be on a tv show yes, yes. go on name name drop some Okay. Uh, there's a drag queen in Missouri. Her name is Mia Gunn. Uh, Mia Gunn is the, she's, her style is very, very punk rock. Like almost, I hate to use this as an example, but like Marilyn Manson esque. Mm. Um, lots of influences like that. But she was one of the first drag queens that really, other than Crystal, of course, she worked at a, uh, Crystal's gig that we did wasn't at a gay bar. And she was the first queen at the gay bar in Springfield. That kind of like gave me a chance, I want to say. But I feel kind of like, I don't want to say indebted to her, but she was also one of those queens that I just remember, like, even if I knew no one in the show and I knew Mia was going to be there, it was going to be a good time. So I would say like 
Mia Gunn is sickening. Oh my God. You know who I've been super, super, super obsessed with recently is Juicy. Her name is Juicy from Florida. And she she gets compared a lot to Georges, but just because she's like a cute, beautiful, short dancing queen. But that bitch, like I always look at drag queens that do the opposite of me that can like slay the fucking house with dancing mm-hmm. and stuff. And those are the queens that I like really focus on because I'm like, I can learn something from them you know so i want to say juicy love is her full name but i could be mixing two queens juicy together. love dion juicy love dion and i think she actually just had like a residency in greece or something like some crazy far away country let the, and it's like you can do these things without being on a television show or like oh, having yeah. some sort of crazy big platform you know so i love i love a diva that can make a name for herself without having to rely on stuff like that but, and the third the third person that I'm obsessed with is Tenderoni, who's a drag king. Oh, yes. They live here in Chicago, which is where I live now. And they have been so, so kind. When I first moved here, they gave me my first booking. Like, literally the coolest. And I think that their drag is so niche. Like, the way that they do drag is so particular to them. And I, I feel like drag queens, for some reason, are the ones that get the attention when there's so many different types of drag performers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like Tinderoni, um, he was on a competition that Alaska hosts. It's Drag Queen of the Year pageant. I think he did it two years ago in one. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's really cool. He's bringing attention to other types of drag and you know, different ways of doing drag and one of the coolest people, one of the sweetest for sure. So what do you like to do in your spare time around gigging? Oh my gosh. Well, um, right now in my spare time, what spare, what is spare time? That's the question. (laughs) Um, I've really been into playing. Okay. This sounds very strange. I've been into playing music without words just to have as like background noise and Uh, just doing like things I need to get done around the house because I feel like when I'm looking I'm constantly in search of inspiration because I feel like with all the chaos around me it's hard for me to become creative without having so much input from other people and what they want so in my spare time what I try to do is do like daily tasks that make me feel like an average normal human being that doesn't you know that people don't know my name of and just try to like ground myself to remember like this is how I you know because some people okay let me let me rephrase this a lot of people get inspired by seeing things going places meeting people I get inspired by being a hermit you know so in my spare time i love to put on some music walk around my house do random things i need to get done and just spend time at home i think it's because i feel the most comfortable it also makes me feel the most inspired so smoking a lot of weed and laying on a couch and listening to music and that doesn't happen very frequently but it's nice when it does happen i know that sounds super lame but you know i crave silence now like i crave sitting in silence and it's fabulous when it happens <laughs> it sounds like you're very like a reflective person where you like to have the background music on you're probably like in your brain you're probably looking over everything you've done the past couple of weeks till something goes yeah and i think another thing with that is like i used to feel like i was such an extroverted person and i think i am to an extent but i need recharge time like it has to happen or i go crazy cuckoo nuts <laughs> Like, I need a night where I can sit in the bathtub for two hours and just chill, you know? (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I I, I like to have some reflection time to, one, feel grateful 
for everything that's happened and to get excited for for things you know have time to sit down and be like ooh, i can you know really get it get excited to go to australia yeah so touching back on obviously you said music is part of your downtime uh, whether yes. it has lyrics or not what at the minute is your sort of on repeat like who artist wise okay. i am a brooke candy fanatic i'm obsessed with brooke candy uh do you guys are you familiar with brooke candy at all any of y'all i'm not yeah, I, no. I'm not, but anyone who listened to the last episode knows that <laughs> i know nothing about modern music <laughs> at all my music knowledge ends with the cheeky girls basically if you don't see know i don't know them, what that is yeah exactly, that just sounds like, exactly what that sounds like um the video that maddie was watching on lady camden's laptop <laughs> oh my god the cheeky I'm, girls i'm uh, going to send you the cheeky um, girls but I, the name is sickening honey that pulls me in and out. I, I have sent you it on Instagram straight on it after the podcast. Yeah, touch my it will change your this life. This is life. There we go. That's all I will be doing while I'm finishing up my packing today. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, Brooke Candy is probably one of my favorite artists musically right now. I think she's doing something kind of like experimental and she's super she's known for being very open with her with talking about sex and she's very graphic and explicit with her lyrics. But it's just things that we, you know, just things everybody yeah. knows about no one just talks about and i love that like it's kind of shocking to some not shocking to others but brook candy charlie xcx baby i love charlie Naturally. xcx you know I, i'm really into like the hyper pop girlies right now i guess is how you could classify them i'm also a grimes girl i love grimes i love a grimes moment we have a recommendation from you based on literally the last person we did. okay nevada red brilliant nevada red nevada red glamour pop trans okay. icon Stunning. Oh, someone else, Aisha Erotica. Have you heard of Aisha Erotica? No, but we have now. <laughs> oh my gosh, look her up. She, she's trans and she has some of the most sickening music. Look her up, honey. You'll love it. If, if From what you were telling me about glamour pop, mm. it sounds very similar. So we're going to have some back and forth DMs right now. <laughs> okay. That's it. And Red's new single, Naughty, is out now. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Good play. But yeah, and, and you know, like, um, I think it's, those are like my go-tos, but I love I love pretty much anything, really. Anything's fun. I think it's kind of stupid to, like, cut anything out of your life, you know? Like, like I remember being younger and being like, I hate country music. I'll never listen to country music. But now it's, like, a nostalgic thing. So I'll listen to it to yeah. feel nostalgic, and then I'll feel emotional, and then that will spark something else for me, you know? So, again, human mood ring. Like, well, I like the, the idea place. that all the gays were just like, oh, I hate country, and then Gaga does a country album, and suddenly they're like... Literally. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Shania Twain just dropped a Netflix documentary, and everyone likes her now, so... <laughs> and Orville Peck comes out, and they're like, oh, yes, country daddy! But Which is fair, right. you know. Yeah. If I didn't like country music before, I would have definitely liked it after Orville Peck, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, the last thing I want to ask in this section is basically, who's your dream collaboration? Ooh, dream collaboration. I think maybe it just depends on, like, what it is. Like, are you talking about just, like, in general? Like, in life? I, I think, I think in general, because obviously, like, we talked about, like, you know, getting different artists and sort of, like, costume designers and stuff like that, or even music stuff. So, you know, like, whichever strikes out to you. So, if you went, hey, I'd love to have, like, a, a you know a music video produced by this or i'd love to have like a song written by this or i'd love an outfit done by this particular person. okay like, whatever strikes you i guess i think what i think would be super fun and interesting that i don't think any drag race girl has done before i i don't know like a specific person but i really want to do a collaboration with some sort of like really popular well-known coffee brand <laughs> oh, <laughs> and i know that's yeah. super random and out of left field but there's a part of me because you know like a lot of the successful drag race girls that stay relevant and are very much in mainstream they have like kind of like 
an alternative business outside of what they're known for when it comes to drag. So like Trixie, she has her cosmetics. Ganja, she does stuff with weed all the time. You know, like, I think it's really important to have like, I don't want to say a side hustle, but something related to your name that you can use when you're older, you know, like when I, when I'm like 70 years old and I don't want to get up and do a bar gig, I'll have that to fall back onto. So Something with like coffee, I would really love to come out with some sort of coffee line or um, collaboration. I don't know. Something like that. I'm talking to some people right now to see if we can make anything like that happen. But it's it's definitely going to be one of those projects that I take my time with. And oh, yeah. I don't give any updates on because if it's going to happen, it'll happen on my watch because it's something that I feel passionate yeah. about. Not because I want people to do it. It's because I want to do it, you know? I mean, I don't know if it's really offensive, but like maybe branded insulin could be a thing. Like maybe- branded <laughs> insulin, but God. Singing like sugary snacks. <laughs> oh God, can you imagine? <laughs> Some sugar-coated <laughs> bugs or something. Oh my that God. <laughs> Diabetes sugar rush. Absolutely into it. There That'd we go. That's the brand. Amazing. Or like come out with like a tracksuit. You know how like Juicy Couture tracksuits in are in right now again? Like come out with a tracksuit line called Sweaty Betty. <laughs> Yes. That, yes. That would be that. sickening. <laughs> yeah. So many good ideas. I need to write these down. At least good. they're recorded here. So if I forget, I can just listen to them. Re-listen. Yeah. Get <laughs> the listen. Yeah. We're going to have like 500 listens just from Di being like, what did I say I was going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Story of my life. Um, and I'll be like, wait, I said that? Oh, God. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, I think it's time to move on to the typical next section of the podcast, which is a drag race trivia game where one of our hosts will go up against the amazing Dyer in a head-to-head quiz to win a custom Stu Peter badge. Yes! I'm also shocked that you record that with your voice every time. It's not already pre-recorded where you can just insert the name. We we talked about we talked about having the intro as pre-recorded like a while ago and I was like no cuz I like sort of messing it up or doing it slightly differently each time. But it could it totally get you in the spirit. Part of the music at the beginning. It doesn't need to be redone, <laughs> but it's like we did it's, uh, it's... we did one one episode where we had uh we had a musician on and he's a stunning singer oh can you record a version of it we didn't get a sung version of it we got the campest version i've ever heard in my life is he like talking Um, yeah yeah oh Oh, it's uh it's the sub radio episode even if you just listen to the first 10 seconds you should send it to me and then once i learn asl oh my god yeah that'd be cute we can put it on tiktok yeah, I was, I was yeah. going to say, it's like, it's not a visual podcast. So it's like, okay, we'll, we'll assume that you've just done it perfectly in ASL. Yes. There we go. <laughs> oh, Adam was such a class act. But um, yes. So who's uh, contending this week, Stu? And please tell me it's not me. Well, since you did so well last week, or the week don't, before. Don't you patronize me, Rich. <laughs> uh, so we're going to put Glenn back in the uh, hot seat, because Glenn usually gets at least one right. Oh, All so right, Glenn. Where did I go? All right. Um, I'm very competitive, no. so hold on to your britches, honey. It's fine. I'm very rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's fine. I'm not wearing britches. <laughs> That's it. He's wearing nothing at all. <laughs> all right. right I'm ready. So, Daddy's ready. Naturally, always, guest goes first. So, I will ask you a question. If you smash the answer, our beautiful velvet will do the scores on the doors. And at the end, there is a tiebreaker. If we need it, or if we don't need it, I'm going to ask you it anyway for fun. <laughs> Okay. That's why the fuck now. So, Daya, which two queens are the only two double eliminations for Drag Race UK's 
Oh. From UK? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no! Which two UK queens are double elimination? The only one in history? The only one so far in, well, three and a half seasons. We Can I have a hint of, one of the them season? <laughs> we may have mentioned I, one earlier. Do we do hints? Uh, we mentioned usually, one earlier. But I, I don't want to see Glenn win. So, uh... <laughs> oh, no! Okay, okay, okay. Let me just throw something out there because God knows... Um, 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 um. I actually know this one. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't tell me that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I think I'm going to have to give this one up. I don't know. Throw a guess. Go on. Just two, two UK queens. Two season, U- season three, if you want a hint. Okay, season three. Let me go back to season three. Who is on season three? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I love the idea of like how much we can like cheat at this. Was that a horror? That was a horror season, right? Nope. That was two. A horror was season two. Oh no no no! Three was Charity Case. Okay, so it was Charity Case, uh, Vanity Milan. Okay, it's that season. Oh my god, you guys! I sound terrible. I I don't know, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna say it was Scarlet. Um 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 Scarlet. What's her nuts? Scarlet. (laughs) That that that. <laughs> Changing her drag name now to Scarlet Watson. Is that one of them? Queen. Is that one of them? No, you're wrong already. Okay, I'm wrong already. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tap that one out. I don't know. It was okay. Theresa May and River Medway. You that one. Oh my god! <laughs> and you literally just you. talked about Theresa. You just talked about her. They did. They did kind it of say like we may have mentioned. May have mentioned. Okay, wait. I thought that was a spell. God damn it. Okay. Okay, well, so Glenn, you, you have at least a slight chance. Um, maybe not after this question, though. So, which Canadian queen made history by being the first and still only fire-breathing trick on the run? You should know this one. We have spoken to this queen. I don't know if you were there, but we have. I was going to say, uh, this This was... Yeah, oh. That's the royal we. We have spoken to this queen. Fire-breathing <laughs> queen... Canada's from drag Canada. Race. Glenn, I see the wheels turning. There's only so many queens from Canada's Drag Race, and only so many out of those who would be able to fire breathe. And who have been on the podcast. And who have been on the podcast. That limits it to three. <laughs> Told you you've got no competition. Right, it's not it's not gonna well, it's it's definitely not Jimbo. I know that one for a fact. Juice box? Nope. No. Juice box was in one episode. I was Rob, thinking that I was thinking, but Juicebox was in too short to be able to breathe fire. But it's only now I can think of. Fair, maybe if she'd like come on, set the place on fire, that would explain why she went home week one. So the answer was Scarlet Bobo, uh, iconic Bobo. performance queen. <laughs> I love Sarah Bobo. now. Now <laughs> I, I met her. I met her in the UK, um, and she is the coolest fucking person. Oh. Like literally, so sickening, no. so chill. She's, I think she might be moving to LA though. Um, so I don't know if she'll be in the UK or in Canada much longer, but she's, she's got UK in... rap. We are friends with her UK representatives. I love her. She's so she's cool. Amazing. Let's see if we can get anyone to get a skull. God, we're doing Dyer. terrible. We're doing terrible. I think you, I hope you'll get this one. So we'll see, honey. <laughs> who did Alaska Thunderfuck play in Snatch Game on her original season? Not all on her original season. Okay, it wasn't Mae West because that was All Stars. Yep. Okay, hold on. I want to say she had a black wig on, right? Like, long black wig? No? What? 
Oh no! Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. I was for some reason wanting to say Amy Winehouse, but I know that's Sunday. I think it's Sunday. Is it um, Sharon Needles? No. No. Um, that was Max. Max played Sharon Needles. You guys. Oh my god. I don't wow. know my history. Alaska played Lady Bunny. I don't she had that really big, ugly. That. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wig. Yeah. What are you saying about Lady Bunny's wigs? The wigs are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Bunny will never listen to this podcast. But, but somehow she pulls them off. It's the oh, definite... she, oh yeah, Le- no, Le- Lady Bunny's wigs are terrible on anybody but Lady Bunny. I, it's the <laughs> definition of quantity over quality, I think, though, because oh, yeah. they, they get gradually bigger until all that exists in the universe will be Lady Bunny's wig. Who I want to see in a Lady Bunny wig is George's. Oh my I God, would yes. love. You'd not see, see her. You would not see George. <laughs> like, no, isn't it? It would just be hundred percent wig. Just some little legs out of the box. <laughs> punching the ghost. Love yeah, it. she's just punching the ghost through the through the mountains of hair. Oh God. Oh, right. Okay. So another failed question. Zero Glenn. to zero. Woo. Please, Glenn, get at least one right. Uh, which which two queens lip synced to "Sorry Not Sorry" by Demi Lovato? Oh, it is one of the most watched lip syncs in her history. It's no, I disagree with that fact. No, my favorite one was Pure Love. That's the best. I mean, yeah, yeah. I didn't say best, I said most watched. Well, that should be most watched. (laughs) Um, Don't like the right answer, though. Is it more watched? It was Denali's with Kimura. Is it more watched than that? That's what I'm talking about. Pure Love. I don't know the exact amount of views. I I didn't check this. I just know the same. It was season 11. Yes, season 11. It was a double shanty if you want another cue. Oh, right. So that was um, Miss Banji, wasn't it? No, no was wrong. wrong. Was it was her season. season. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I wasn't her. seeing her. I wasn't saying it was her. I was trying to think of the season. Yeah, no, I knew oh, it was good, Miss no, Banji's. It, it was Miss Banji and Silky's season. Yes. It was. Yeah. They were, Silky was also in the season. Should I to name it. who was in the lip sync, though? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I'm trying to think who else was in the city. How, how many more hours do we have you for, Dyer? Just, just checking. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, all I do today is pack, so I'm in no time. Here. I don't know. I actually. Don't I will know. be sending you my booking fee. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to Glenn directly, because. <laughs> um, it was Brooklyn Heights and Evie Oddly. Oh. Literally, I mean, you cannot deny that that was one of the top lip syncs of all time. Was that the that no, was the episode I... where she where Brooklyn had the cape and she did the reveal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, bitch. That was the, the sequel. That was the uh, that was the come on Cirque du Soleil in the background. I love sugarcane, sugarcane. That was one of the most. That was the season of robbed queens. Like sugar shouldn't have gone. Hot take. Peter West baby. shouldn't have gone. Hot take. <laughs> Hot, yeah, we mad at that season. Anyway, Daya in okay. the social media musical that should never existed. Who took the role of Lady Tweets? Um, Utica. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, Glenn. Since you are, since you are more of a UK-based uh, drag knowledge, name two of the challenges that Bimini won on her season. It doesn't have to be the exact name of the challenge. Just what kind of challenge it was. I would take that. She won four, so you should hopefully be able to name two of them. You can always just throw a guess out there. There's only so many challenges. Oh, the mu- the music song one. I will take the music song one. It was Revision. <laughs> that one. Uh huh. One um, more. One more. <laughs> Stop saying one more. So much pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> she won the fashion one. What fashion one? 
Well, no, she I didn't mean, win a fashion one. She didn't win a fashion one anyway. She didn't win a fashion one. Oh, so you're wrong. No, that was a, that was a horror. A horror won it in the NHS blue outfit with the swap thing with the shoulders. Um, so you managed to somehow get that wrong. She won girl <laughs> ah. group slash Eurovision. She won snatch game. She won the stand up comedy, and she won the Beastenders oh, acting challenge. Oh, yeah, stand up comedy. Thought she won the Beastenders, but that was amazing. That it was, was a tough call. The Beast the Beastenders one was really hard because that was a good acting challenge. Mm. I forgot she did. Uh, she won snatch game. Oh, incredible! Yeah, so good. Right, so I thought you were going to get that one. That was that was the only one I thought you would definitely. Get. Does Glenn get what like half a point? No. I mean, do you know what? <laughs> if if he's going to lose anyway, I'll give him the half a point just to be nice. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just we put something get on the, the sympathy leaderboard. Point. Yeah, sympathy <laughs> half point. Uh, Dyer, in okay. All Stars 4, okay. who was voted out th- third? Oh my god, you guys. Okay, wait, let me think of the cast. Mm-hmm. So Trixie's was three, I know that. Yeah, it was the double win. Yeah, I found Double win. Five. Okay, so Monet and Trinity. And what was the question? <laughs> Got voted out third. I'm going to say... Oh no, you guys, this is terrible. This is like this is like going to a restaurant in the most high class restaurant in New York City and asking to speak with the chef and asking him what what different types of cheeses are in the in the meal and him not know the names of the cheeses. <laughs> that is a ludicrously specific example. <laughs> I love, I love that. it. I am oh. just going to take a wild guess because I truly have no idea, but I'm going to just say Valentina. That's a, that's not it, but it's Valentina. It, <laughs> that's the final was... answer. <laughs> Unfortunately, it? it was not. It was Jia Gun. Um, she was third. Ah, uh, yes, Latrice. that was my next guess. Then it was Latrice. Yeah. Right. Too many numbers in that question. You said third and four, and my little brain couldn't handle it. So. I, I have to say, though, like, it's really scary, like, the statistics that people know about Drag Race. I mean, even, like, before we started recording, I, like, looked up your entry on, like, the Drag Wiki thing. And it just had this whole trivia section where it has all the numbers, where it's like, she was the third queen ever to do this. She was the first queen ever to do this. And I'm like, I know. how do people know that? Like, I do not have that level of there's not that much space in my brain to store that those facts. <laughs> that is my source for half of these questions just FYI. <laughs> that's it yeah and you know it's what amazing. they know some really random shit about oh, they do. like the most but random I, things i don't try to use those because those, some of them are creepy honestly yeah i'm like how do you know how do people know this stuff <laughs> it took Daya 3.72 seconds to crunch that dragonfly and swallow it what how do you know that? literally literally <laughs> I okay I also, I also love that you got paid for that like you know i love that there oh, was I did. affirmation later oh, yeah. to be like i did actually get that money it's amazing i did honey oh i wasn't gonna let miss corn she cornbread would never go back on her word she is a woman of her word for sure um but you know i definitely wasn't gonna let her not pay me <laughs> <laughs> honey you won that first challenge you got the money you got the cash. Dollars. yeah mm-hmm. right glenn try to redeem yourself in season eight Short season. Which was Bob's first challenge win? What did Bob win first out of the three, I think, challenges oh. that Bob won? Mm, nah. <laughs> one has to get through a challenge. Yeah. Through a word. The sewing challenge. The um, the one where they have to dress up as a dinosaur and scare passers-by. <laughs> was it like some sort of comedy advert challenge? No. That was wildly well, specific. Yeah, that was what if you if you just said acting you could have had it, but no, you had to go and say a comedy commercial. Uh, it was the Ruko's Empire one where he had the jacket, he's like, ah this. 
Very good. It's one you knew he would. Um, Y'all, this trivia, I would expect to know a lot more, but I do not. <laughs> well, I always, I think I always overestimate the amount that gay people know about Dark Race. Uh, uh, my partner in crime, Glenn, here, he is, um, you know, we're neck and neck. <laughs> except for one of you has a point. <laughs> so, Daya, last Literally. question for you. In season six, which music video did they do oh my gosh season um are you talking about the music video at the end or yeah, the Ru music, Ru video music video Ru's music video my pussy is on fire now touch the flame if i fly if i fall i it all and if I... what's the name of that song walk oh my god this is my thought process just mm -hmm. blurbing out random words um give me one second i've, never, I've got the name of the song and if I fall, your question though <laughs> Sissy, that walk. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. And you know what? That's my favorite season of Drag Race. Sick. So if oh. they were all from season six, I could probably answer it. <laughs> season six is I, top tier. That was that was the season where I was like, right, there we go. We've perfected the, we, we know what we're doing now. Yes. A hundred percent. I wish they still did the out, like the offset challenges. Like when Bell was saying, like the one where he dresses the dinosaur and scare people. Like, which one was the one where they had, like sell tickets? Oh, where they go on the streets oh, yeah. and try and sell people yes. money or like dumpster diving and things like that. What oh. was the weird yeah, like... zombie dumpster one? Wasn't that really early on? That was season yeah. season four, oh, the yeah. first challenge. The and didn't they do something like that on All Stars one? Like All Stars yeah. that too. Yeah, they kind of went, hmm, what have we already done? But this is an All Stars. <gasps> Yeah, yeah where they like made him go to the street and like get things from people. <laughs> yeah, Willem season as well, where they had to do the uh, white wet T-shirt competition. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Or the wrestling contest. Oh, the, the wrestling. oh my god, that, that was great. Like bring the, that back, honey. Yeah, bring back the challenging challenges, not just <laughs> design challenge, design challenge, oh, it's a photo dancing shoot. challenge. Oh, there's a bit of wind. Glenn, mm. you want to Listen, last Don't question? underestimate how. Oh, I'll try answer the last question. Let's see if I can get one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in season five, Jinx only had a lip sync for her life once. Which challenge did she place in the Aunt, bottom? Four? Why did you have to go season five? Just think, you know the lip sync, surely. You've seen the lip sync. No, I don't. I don't know season five. You're fired. Oh, I know. I'm fired from the job. Would you, would you like to just throw a challenge out there? And please don't say a comedy commercial acting challenge, because that's never been a thing. <laughs> was it a sewing challenge? Yes, it was. Yes! <laughs> You got a point! I'm so happy! Oh my word, that's... I'm slightly <laughs> horrified that you have technically beaten me. <laughs> Dear Jesus God. There. Okay, I so... What was Jinx bad at? Sawing! That's exactly it. <laughs> and even then, it wasn't that bad. Right, okay, so... Even though we know who's won, um, it's definitely not Glenn. Hold on, uh, hold on, I have, to do, I have to do a bit. I have to do the whole bit of like... Okay, do the math, sorry. So, after all those questions, the score stands with Diabetti in the lead with an astonishing two points, and Glenn oh, yeah. lagging behind with a pathetic one point. That was my best earlier impression. <laughs> Excellent. Congrats, Diabetti. You'll be getting a goldish colored Stu Peter badge. Goldish, I live. Which goldish. definitely doesn't look anything Somewhat. like a Rue Peter badge at all. <laughs> so, shall we do the tiebreaker just for a laugh? Yeah, let's do it. Because if, if you thought all of the other ones were complicated, this involves math. So we have to buzz yeah. in? Like, no, whoever... no, no. You both get to answer, and whoever's closest okay. to the... Because it's a number. I always make a number based. It's okay. a guesstimate. Okay. So, counting only the times where they actually won, not top okay. two placements, how many collective wins do the following runners-up have? 
So Peppermint, Eureka, Brooklyn Heights, Gigi Good, and Rosé. So if and you it's add up all, all the of them, nope. Add up all their wins. So if you add up the wins, this is a bit different to the usual tiebreakers. Do we have to round it to the nearest million? (laughs) No. Literally, I'm like, you are asking me to do math. I am. I wear a wig for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Not that high a number, because I only know one person's track record out of all of that. Are we talking uh, for Eureka? Are we doing like all of her seasons? No, just just um, the one where she actually managed to stay in the season. Okay. Okay. Dis- disregard the season she got sent home due to an injury and all stars so we're talking season 10 season 10 season 10 Eureka okay oh yeah so it's it's Peppermint was 9 Eureka was 10 Brooklyn was 11 GG's I'm gonna go oh. 25 sure shoot your shot oh my god that sounds so high can you, can you do anything at least do. a little bit closer than that one 25 wins Glenn <laughs> damn this is, this is season 13 I'm 20 I'm dropping a 20 is it whoever gets closer yeah, yeah. whoever gets closest I'm going to say thir- 14. It's a lucky number. You are closest. Um, you are overshot, <laughs> you overshot, but you are closest. So Is it 12? 13, actually. Okay. Like, I knew, I knew oh. like, Gigi Good had four, right? Didn't Gigi, Gigi Good had four. Mm, G- okay. Yes. Gigi Good. Okay. We love, okay. We, we stand Gigi. So Absolutely. we had Peppermint with one, Eureka with two, Brooklyn with three, Gigi with four, and Rosé with three. Facts check me, guys. Sure, <laughs> that sounds correct. Okay, so now that the game is done, shall we have some fan questions? Ooh. Yes! We had a lot of these, didn't we? We had a lot we of had, questions come in. Yeah, I, I was like, right, okay, I just post a casual little story up on Instagram asking if anyone's got any little <laughs> questions for Diabetti. And then my phone just kind of fell off the bed because it wouldn't <laughs> stop. And I was like, oh, okay then, so... I guess she's popular. I love mm-hmm. my fans. They always keep me, they keep me on my toes. They ask me some of the most wild things, but that's what I live, honey. I would rather answer oh, yeah. questions like that, you know? Now, if well, it's I... any more Drag Race fandom questions, or like, um, what is it, Drag um, drag Race quiz questions, I'm definitely not going to. Oh, no. <laughs> no. These these are a collection of six questions, so I had to, I had to fill them down for time, because otherwise the podcast <laughs> would be several weeks long, and it's already going to be several hours long. Um, so, I chose six, um, and the lovely six people will get a shout-out. We will tag them up. Yeah. Um, so, I believe, Velvet, you are first. Oh, yes. Well, we've got a lovely question from Peachy Queen, and that's Queen spelled K-W-E-E-N. I know how to spell Queen. That yes, <laughs> Yep. And they ask, what's your favourite city to perform in? Ooh, favourite city. Also, hi, Peachy. Um, I met them in UK when I was there last. Um, I would say that I think each city has its own perks and like um, exciting things about their bars. But I will say there is something so magical about going back to my home bar in Springfield when I'm able to. It's it's not the same as it used to be just because all of the queens that I used to perform with have moved out of Missouri. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. There's just a different type of energy when you go home and perform for people that you you've performed with since the beginning or performed for since you started. And I really like, you know, giving cookies back to the people that supported me when I was a trashy little terrible twink dressed up in an Amazon bodysuit and a pink wig, you know? So there's always some sort of magic going back home to my home bar. <laughs> I agree. There's nothing like, there's no place like home, you know? Yeah, yeah I love that when you're talking about it, it's always singular. Like there is one gay bar in the entire city. In it? Well, there's, there's a main gay bar. It's called Martha's Vineyard. Um, and that's like, it's more pageantry drag, I guess. Mm. Um, 
And then the bar I performed at was called the Outland Complex. And so they would have like punk shows downstairs, upstairs drag shows. And then the bar next door, which was also part of the complex was like a biker bar. So it wasn't, yeah, it was, it was the most random eclectic group of people, but that's the thing. I think that's why I loved it so much. Cause I didn't, you know, it, it was everybody getting along and that's so not like the Midwest at all. <laughs> like, you know, normally you wouldn't have a cross dresser and a biker and, you know, some crazy metalhead that's buffed out on whatever god knows what all together enjoying the moment you know so that's one of the most amazing things though the fact of like people don't realize how wonderful and accepting like the metal community is like sort of like every i do it like once every two years or whatever i'll go with my mates to like a metal festival so like bloodstock Mm -hmm. uh festival in the uk and stuff and you can happily just be in drag and all the metalers are like oh that's amazing and you're like and whereas you get more grief going to like a pop event you know in in that and it's so weird they pay they pay no mind to like how you're dressed or anything it's just kind of like it's accepted automatically which is why i love you know i love that so much so you know (laughs) drag drag is punk in itself i guess yeah you know so (laughs) so uh this one's from g see or dear if you could trade closets with anyone who would you pick Ooh, if i could trade closets with anyone i'm just gonna assume that this is like any drag race girl because you know if it was celebrities i would maybe, obviously trade with lady maybe gaga tom cruise because uh tom cruise's closet must be pretty comfortable I <laughs> wait okay i don't know all the deets about tom cruise is he are people assuming he's queer i am oh, i'm just i'm I know he's not gonna those. listen to this one i'm just like i'm do you have something tom you need cruise. to tell us <laughs> have you met with tom cruise uh, <laughs> tom, cru- more like tom cruise, cruise, cruise. that's the tv show that needs to come out oh my god um, okay, if I had to change a closet with any drag race girl, assuming it would fit me. I mean, we can adapt the size. I think I would want to trade, I'm going to say with my season 14 sister, Alyssa Hunter. Oh, yes. She, I, I shared my workstation with her um, in, in the workroom. And uh, for the time that she was there, I remember looking at my section and then looking at her section and being like, I have no chance. I have literally no chance because all her stuff is so well made and beautiful and her wigs were perfect. And she comes from the pageant world, which is like, you know, so far away from the drag that I usually partake in. So I think I'd want to be put up in pageant drag by Alyssa Hunter. I'd watch that. You know, and and then just steal everything so she can't do drag anymore. Uh, and then <laughs> I get all of her good things. And, you know, she's just so gorgeous. It drives me crazy. She is so cool and has the best closet. Like, Alyssa Hunter, 100%. So, that's a good question. I like that question. That was, that, yeah. that's why I picked. Thought. That was a thinker. I had to think about that one. So next one is from Maria. And she asks, what color do you think best represents your personality? Okay, hi Maria. I'm gonna say the color that represents me mixed with Daya, because I feel like out of drag, Trenton, my aura color, I guess, would be different than Daya's aura color. Um, But if I had to pick one that would be like a color that represents both me in and out of drag, probably red. Um, I feel like it can, red is 
it's fiery, it's it's strong, it's very eye-catching, but also there's some sort of romanticism with Red. Um, and I think that really well defines me. Like, I like to think that I am this, like, sexy, hot, you know, dominatrix vibe, whatever, but there's also, like, this, like, sort of fantasy in my head all the time as well. So I think Red would probably be the best descriptor of me. Um, but that's not my favorite color. My favorite color is not red. So don't, I think people get those confused too. It's like, hmm. you know, or like spirit animals, like just because my spirit animal is this, like that's not my favorite animal, of course. So yeah, I'm going to say red for that one. That was a good question too, but um, that's how, that feels right, you know? Well, I've got a question from Ashlyn, which is what an amazing name Ashlyn is. Ashlyn. I mean, I may have just finished watching The Rings of Power and it's just making me think of elves and stuff. You know, it's like got that... <laughs> that vibe to it but uh, I have no idea but they ask what's your favorite memory from touring this year Ooh, free koala free koala free koala okay okay favorite memory from touring <laughs> I would say it would definitely have to be um Angeria slept in the bunk above me on the tour bus during work the world okay and those are like little coffins. So everything you do, like you can hear, like if you bonk your head, like you're obviously gonna hear it, you're gonna feel it. I would hear Angeria move nonstop. And then like the next day she would tell me like, did I wake you up sis? Like, was I being loud? And I was like, no girl, you're fine. And there was one night where she was silent as a mouse so silent which was so unlike her i was like angier is not in her bunk and we had already taken off i was like she's not in her bunk because i don't hear her so i looked up in her bunk and she's fully passed out not moving a muscle and i when i tell you she was sleeping like arms crossed like she was laying in the coffin but back bent back like fully like exorcism bent in her little coffin bunk <laughs> it was so funny i should have like taken a video or a picture but i would have hated for people to like see that because if that was me i would have been pissed if that was out <laughs> on the twitterverse or whatever but um yeah i would say that was like a really weird random moment that lives rent free in my head <laughs> um and food i didn't have to worry about food that was always nice you know that was always that's that's good getting to try foods places that was taken care of for me um there's a lot of memories and they they trickle to me every now and again but you know just small little moments like that i really love so mine's from alicia yeah i said that right so alicia wants to know you'll struggle here mind what is your favorite dinosaur my favorite dinosaur okay 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 <laughs> I'm gonna say my favorite dinosaur. Well, I love a pterodactyl. Okay, <laughs> I love the pterodactyl. But that is a quote and I a half. Think, like I love a pterodactyl. I love a pterodactyl, but I think I love a pterodactyl so much because, um, you know, like how they have been perceived, like through Land Before Time. Did you guys ever watch Land Before Time? Yeah. Amazing. Like the pterodactyl character was the cutest character. So I think I want to say a pterodactyl, but like there's something. So fascinating to me about a bronchosaurus, bronchiosaurus. Those are the ones that you think have the really long necks, but little known fact, I'm gonna give you some dinosaur facts right now, okay? <laughs> Hang on, uh, I didn't wow. sign up for learning. <laughs> mm, dinosaur, yum, that sounds delicious, doesn't it? But a bronchiosaurus is actually not a real dinosaur. It was never an actual dinosaur. What had happened was, what had happened was, um, what? Archaeologists had found bones while they were like excavating and things, and they actually put bones from two separate dinosaurs together to make it like they thought it was the same, but it was actually a completely different species of dinosaur. So the bronchiosaurus, the ones with the really, really tall, long necks, those are actually not, those were never 
in the way that we think of them as at yeah. least those were never a thing those were not real i just think it's so funny because that's um that's one that everybody knows and like everyone can picture but it wasn't real that's crazy like yeah that's probably the <laughs> that's probably my favorite although i do like pterodactyls because obviously pterodactyl shrieking should be the way everyone exits a room constantly on the plane come back we kept hearing this like shriek and like a pterodactyl it was just said we just kept hearing this Gah! we're like looking around like what's this <laughs> and then it, it clear as i like, landed a little bit like was in the middle of clouds and then we heard it again i was like oh, we're gonna get attacked by a pterodactyl yeah, like, bird. is it a plane is it a tory i love the idea that it's just this pterodactyl in sort of like a suit or something at the back just being like no no i'm i assure you i'm a person did you feel this way but like when you get on an airplane like there's always a sense of like even if you have flown an airplane a million times there's always a sense of being scared like i'm always scared i'm always terrified mine's always the landing when the wings wobble a bit i'm like yes yes or like there's turbulence like I, oh my gosh there was a flight i was taking back from i think texas or something and i was watching the tammy faye baker movie have you guys seen that no okay well <laughs> I don't know if that's a familiar thing for, for the UK, but there was um, a woman named Tammy Faye Baker and there was a movie and there was this part in the movie where she is singing in a choir in her head. She's like on this stage with a bunch of like people singing, but it's all made up in her head because she was a little cuckoo crazy. And that, that scene in that movie was playing as we had the worst turbulence ever. And here's Tammy Faye Baker in my headphones singing like this Jesus song as the plane is rocking back and forth. And I was like, this is how I'm going to go out. I'm going to die in a plane listening to Tammy Faye Baker movie. <laughs> like, it's going to be terrible. Kind of an iconic way to go, though, right? I guess, girl. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's better than listening to some drag queen music. <laughs> We've really struck a nerve with that drag queen music. Like, God, can they stop? <laughs> oh, my God. The, the queens that actually make drag queen music are going to be hating on me, but whatever. <laughs> Okay, so final final question, and I feel like this is quite an important uh, to okay. us. Also, if they are going to be so excited about this because I saw them yesterday, and they were like, "My question got picked," and I was just like, "I didn't know you told people that their question got picked, but you apparently oh, do." So, uh... well, to be fair, it's it's someone that I've spoken to for a couple of years, uh, and absolutely deserved it. It's a very good question. So, Daya from TED Talks, who is a lovely drag artist here in the UK. Yeah, they asked if we start seeing kings drag race who would you like to see if we start seeing kings on drag race yeah. oh my gosh i would love to say tinderoni i know i said that earlier but i genuinely think tinderoni has such a clear idea on who tinderoni is and they have really kind of made a name for themselves without any major large platform and not only that but they are literally so welcoming and so cool and so down to earth um if you ever if tinderoni's ever in the uk you have to go to one of their shows oh we will mm. like you Trust. have to go to one of their shows there is a drag king that is from kansas city their name is i don't know if i can say it you might have to bleep it out but it's dick no, van Dyke. it's I, dick oh, van Dyke. have you heard you this know, podcast you know, these i did start the podcast with the c word i know uh, and i think i said crossdresser so i don't know who knows what's even acceptable anymore but um <laughs> dick van dyke from kansas city they are also a very talented drag king so um i do i believe it's all in due time you know i think that oh, yeah. that will be something we start to see and i'm really excited for when it does and i hope to see one of them on there i love tinderoni is and that dick van start to happen because um i don't know if anyone's what sees like the latest season of UK, but I've noticed with LaPhil, they've, uh -huh. they've said he a few times and not she. I want to oh. say LaPhil is um, 
I think they're very open, just um, very fluid, I think is a good yeah. term. We're starting to get like beard, bearded artists and more alternative sort of Yeah, like so Danny, Danny Beard. Yeah, I love Danny Beard. Oh, we love yes. Danny yes. Beard is a legend. I mean, at this point in you in the UK series four, I am a Danny Beard stand. I love Danny Beard. Have you ever met Danny? Never in person. I've chatted oh online. God. I've chatted via Instagram before, but yeah. I, the day it happens, um, maybe DragCon UK. I'll be there. Maybe well, I'll get to meet him. I mean, Sam, we're coming down. Coming yes. Down. I don't yes. know my booth number, but come on out, honey. Oh, we'll find you. We'll find <laughs> Please you. Please do. <laughs> Amazing. And thus ends the lovely fan question. So thank you, fans. Well, I think it's probably time to wind this down. Thank you for spending so much time with us, Diabetti. Do you have anything that you'd like to promote while you're here? Yeah, so um, for anyone listening in Australia, I'll be, I don't know when this will come out, but I will be there pretty much the whole month of November. So check that out on VasEvents.com. You can check out the Australia tour there. And then early next year, January 6th, 7th, 8th, I will be um, at RuPaul's DragCon UK 2023. So I'm very excited to pop on over. I'm actually going to be performing, I believe, that Friday at GAY in London. So come on out. There will be a dynamic performance there. And then um, keep your eyes filled because there's a lot of cool things in the works I can't really talk about in the moment. But lots of fun, interesting, random things headed your way. Um... Yeah, and come on out if I'm in a, a city near you. I love to meet everybody. That's that's my favorite part. No, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, Stuart, do you have anything that you would like to promote? Yes, I would like to promote standing your local artists, as always. <laughs> um, follow every single person that was mentioned in this podcast. Period. <laughs> it's quite Fred a list. Love. It's quite a list so far. Yeah, it is. <laughs> as always, be gay, do crime. And finally, fuck the Tories. <laughs> I love it. I love it where I, I'm saying stuff like that and people are like, oh, you shouldn't be leaving politics into drag. And I'm like, fuck off. Drag is, no, drag is politics. thing is like, drag is political in itself, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you, yeah, especially right. for people with platforms, you need to be saying what you believe in, you know? Yeah, exactly. that's it. So it's a sort of thing where like, if someone gives me a stage, I'm going to like, I'm going to say fuck Boris Johnson. I'm going to say like, fuck Liz Drill. Uh, you know, and so on. there's always someone at the back who's like, oh, they're not that bad. And I'm like, they're doing a shit job of hiding it. <laughs> they're doing a shit job of disproving it. Anyway, Anyhow, <laughs> after my rant, Glenn, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Uh, yeah, I'm going to promote my lovely flock, the Newcastle Ravens, the only LGBT rugby club in the Northeast, because we have just announced our Hadrian Cup tournament. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so our Hadrian Cup tournament will be in March, but there's going to be lots of things coming forward, and loads of gear teams from across the UK will be coming up to Newcastle. So it's the perfect place to visit in March. That's the thing. I love that. And they were all in Canada not long ago for um there's a Bingham tournament. Okay. Um and that's like got lots of teams from different countries that are um IGR, which is international gear rugby. So... Oh, I would love to play a rugby. You would have to teach me the rules of rugby. I've never played. I know it's it's a big it's a it's a it's a pretty well known sport. Like you guys played a lot in the UK, I'm assuming. Yeah. Right? Is that yeah. an okay assumption? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, very. oh yeah. Um but yeah, I would love I, I think rugby is Sickening and sexy. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, you know that's fine. I want to play. Oh my god! When you come over to the UK, if you if you get some time where you're not like 
constantly busy. Yes. Come, Please come do. Teach me the ins and outs, honey, because I don't know how to play it, but it looks fun. It is a contact sport, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, we've, got, can be. we've got Union, which is contact, and then we've also now got Touch, which is non-contact, but what I like about Touch is it's mixed gender. So, uh, like, um, yeah, so our Touch team's very mixed gender, and it's like, like you've got to have a certain ratio of men to women. So it's quite nice for, like, building diversity. I, I love that. that. I remember the Bingham Cup, because uh, we mentioned it when we had Devon on. Yeah, yeah I'm hoping to get him up for Hadrian's. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. Oh, I hope we get to meet him at Hadrian's. I was there, uh, Devin Ibanez, who we had on earlier on in the year, I think. Isn't or was it the end of last year? My memory. I'm getting old. But yes. Which season? Was it season four? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, are we going by Glenn's definition of what the seasons are? Is it either yeah. season four or season one? Or... It was definitely season three. <laughs> oh, no. Our, our season knowledge all the way around today has mm, been. Brilliant. Brilliant knowledge. Apt. Speaking of spotty at best, uh, you can catch me at thevelvetsnatch.com if I ever actually update it and put events on. I'm going to have to retroactively put events on that I've already done just to make it look like I'm on top of things. But yes, uh, and also my Instagram, and I'm not doing anything gig-wise until December, so uh, that's that. <laughs> so... Yes. Yeah. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed. Please follow us all on the socials and stuff and listen to our previous episodes. And thank you so much, Diabetti, for being our wonderful special guest this week. Thanks for having me. This has been so much fun. Like, it's been so nice to actually sit down and just have a conversation and feel like I'm with a group of friends. So thank you. Yes, oh, you're welcome back anytime. Yes, I love it. I love it. Should we sign out with a ter- our best pterodactyl impersonation? <laughs> That's oh, wow. my next yes. character on Snatch Game if I ever go back. A pterodactyl. <laughs> just a pterodactyl. Big, not a specific pterodactyl, just a pterodactyl. <laughs> borrow, tea, borrow tea Coffee's outfit. <laughs> borrow Tia Coffee's outfit. Oh my god, a Tia Coffee's there. That would be sick to me. I just steal it from Tia Coffee. That's it. You know what? I will say, I did love that outfit. I thought that outfit oh, yeah. was sick to me. Yeah. She, she is one of the most lovely she is so people. Sweet. Yeah, I, I miss getting 3 a.m. texts and uh, voice notes from her while she's drunk in a taxi. <laughs> Maybe I need to talk to her about doing something with coffee. Yes. Yes. Oh my Ooh. god. She could be a good resource. You know, we're both tall queens. She could. Mm-hmm. She, she could help me out. <laughs> I'm sure if you make like a, a bit of flavored coffee, you could somehow combine your names together. I think that's a good workshop. idea. Let's workshop. We'll put it. We'll put it in the books. We'll figure it out. As long as you don't call it dire coffee, I don't think that'll sell well. But <laughs> that sounds like Ooh. it helps you when you're bunged up. Yeah. Oh wow. Well. The bitter Betty. The bitter Betty. <laughs> There we go. Right, okay. Oh. Well, uh, as requested, let us sign off on, on three with our best pterodactyl impression. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs>